0: Welcome to Detroit Strange. That's Alex. That's Jessica over there. I'm, so just,
1: I'm off to a rock, a rock star start here.
0: Yeah, we've, uh, we're have we having some technical difficulties with the equipment, so we're going to apologize out the bat if this sounds a little weird.
1: If we sound like we're in a metal box of any kind.
0: We Skyped in.
1: Yeah, we didn't. I can see Alex right now.
0: I can see Jess and it's in real life, yeah. not through a computer screen.
1: Same room. Same yeah. room. Amazing. IRL.
0: So, bear with us. Well, we have some technical limitations.
1: Yes. So besides that though, how are you?
0: I'm pretty good. Pretty good. I'm excited at Spooky Season finally. <gasps> I love do? Spooky Season.
1: I lo- Halloween is my favorite season. I have more Halloween decorations than I do any other like seasonal decoration.
0: Oh, same combined.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Cuz they're fun. They are. They're so much fun.
0: Like Halloween's the best holiday hands down.
1: Although I'm a little bummed because I, the last couple of years I've been living in a place where there's a lot of Uh trick-or-treaters. I'm in between housing at the moment, uh, finding, you know, some stuff, whatever. And so I'm not going to have like trick-or-treaters this year. And so I actually wanted to ask you, do you get trick-or-treaters?
0: Yeah, for sure. Come over because I hate interacting with children. So you can Uh hand out the candy and I'll stay inside drinking. Although
1: the last couple, well, not, not last year, but the other couple of years before that, I kept making the mistake of like doing scary makeup. (laughs) and trying to pass out candy and the first year i did it in my last house i definitely scared a few children who would not like approach us because there was like three of us and like one girl looked like totally normal the other girl kind of creepy and then me really creepy and we made a little girl cry accidentally i felt really bad
0: i mean honestly it kind of sounds like a win-win in my book like you get to keep all the candy and like you don't dinner kids (laughs) and you're scary but that's just me. I know that's a very me thing.
1: That That's okay. Yeah. No, we had to get extra candy at my last house. Really? Like, every year. Yeah, we'd oh, have wow. to send somebody out. Like, somebody's boyfriend or something would be coming over, and we'd be like, get more candy now. That's very much
0: a boyfriend job. Like, me and Molly always <laughs> joke that, like, She's my boyfriend because most of the parties I have, I'm like, can you stop and get a bag of ice on the way? Because mm-hmm. that's such a boyfriend test. Like, hey, I'm having a party. Can you bring ice? Like, literally, Kimmy Schmidt had an episode about it. Oh
1: yeah, that yeah. was fantastic. Like, I have a couple. Actually, I guess I have ice friends. Like, because I, I haven't, I haven't been in a relationship in like three years or anything like that. Now, you know, by choice. Hello. Yeah.
0: Nobody is good enough yet.
1: No. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, so I haven't had an an somebody to get ice. So I always like every party choose like some Ice friend. Ice friend. I, get I try that. to keep it a different ice friend though, because I don't want to I don't want to put anybody in the ice category.
0: Sorry, Molly. <laughs> <laughs> I I've branched out a little bit but I usually there was also one two years... my birthday two birthdays ago. The drink at the party had coconut water and I was so afraid I was going to run out of coconut water. I told like three people to bring coconut water because I'm like, not all of them will bring it. So this way at least one person will bring it. But then like all three of them brought it and like all three of them brought multiple. So I just had fucking so much coconut water. And like I think I finally got rid of it at the beginning of summer because it had finally all gone bad by that point. But I just had like so many things of coconut water in my fridge.
1: Hey, I remember seeing that coconut water in your fridge. For sure. And B, that just means you have really good friends, though.
0: Oh, for sure. I have the best friends.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They care. And when you tell them that you'd like something, they're like, I'm going to get Alex that thing.
0: Yeah. so It's great. No, it's a great feeling. Great feeling. Horrible results because I had so much coconut water.
1: You should have drank it. It's really good for hydration. I don't really really like coconut water. No, it doesn't taste good.
0: No, it tastes like asshole. But it's like, it tastes like asshole alone. But when you put it in things, it gives a nice like coconut hint.
1: But well, well, it just this, tastes
0: like dirty coconut water. There's a
1: rum that's infused with coconut water I'm here and for that. I don't like Malibu? rum. No, it's Rum Haven. Okay. Way better than Malibu. I don't like Malibu at all. I'm not a yeah. rum person in general, but Rum Haven, it's got the softness of coconut water, but like it's not yeah, it doesn't taste like butthole like coconut water straight
0: up does. Right. It's it's that
1: softer kind of sweet, but not overly sweet.
0: I don't think i have we recorded since I went to Toronto, but I went to Toronto yeah, to see Lizzo.
1: Yes, and you had great what videos. What a queen.
0: Like, literally, I was, like, less than 10 feet from the stage. <sighs> Magic. Such a great show. I got a t-shirt. Great venue. It's beautiful. Toronto, like, I had been to Toronto before, but, like, this one I was kind of like, I'm just here to enjoy the city. Mm-hmm, yeah. And... We did, like, a really good time. We went to this place called the Fun House, which was, like, this weird, like, super cool, like, art exhibit kind of thing.
1: Oh, you guys took pictures there. Yeah. Yes, that looked like a lot of fun.
0: So, basically, you walk in. There's a bunch of, like, odd-sized doors. And you went in one. And, like, you went down the stairs. And then like, you went in another one and went around. And it was just, like, a really cool, part creepy Fun House, part art installation. I it love it. It was so good.
1: I love installation art that you can interact with. I yeah, I think. I, um, so I went to art school and one of my most favorite projects was like an installation piece that we got to do in the hallway. This is actually like Grand Valley. Uh, Uh, We got to like in the art building, do it in the hallways and we took all these.
0: I remember those.
1: Yeah. 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 And we got to, ours was really fun. So it, it was like group. Yeah, you know, you did it yeah. in a small group and we took big pieces of cardboard, just like sheets of cardboard and we made a maze, but it came from like all sides of the wall. So like there'd be stuff hanging from the ceiling, stuff on the side. And it was like kind of like a weird labyrinth through the hallway to get through it. Mm-hmm. It was one of the most fun things I've ever, A, created, Be watched because just like watching people interact with it was really fun to like watch people Kind of in, like, small clumps, like, try to get through this, like, weird little maze we made in a hallway. So, uh, should I tell you what we're drinking today? Yes. I wanted a drink with a smoking name in it.
0: Ooh. Um,
1: Not, like, cigarettes.
0: Or vapes. People are dying.
1: Well, that's, like, black market ones, though. I know. It's all severely misconstrued information. I mean, not that it's good, but it's It's not... I just yeah. love it
0: because, like, oh, no, 12 people died from vaping. Let's shut it down. By the meantime, like, cigarettes.
1: Yeah. It's so bass backwards.
0: Yeah. I had a teacher. Let people smoke their USB the drives.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but this is called the Smoking Gun Cocktail. It was created by Rayon Turner of the Design Confidential. I have no idea where that's at, but I wanted to give them their due. You know, yeah. I did change it a little, but basically, it's a fancy white Russian. Mm. So it's got this particular one. There's a little twist on it. It's got some cake vodka flavored vodka, it's got some double espresso flavored vodka. (sighs) It's got some amaretto, a little oh, touch wow. of amaretto. <laughs> wow. <laughs> there's some uh, half and half, and there's a little bit of club soda.
0: Sowie wowie
1: <laughs> Definitely some coffee liqueur, that Cafe Lolita.
0: Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> uh,
1: topped with a uh, shaken, 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 and topped with a dusting of cinnamon. <laughs> but i like it i i, I do like it despite than a my Russian. sound effects yeah no it's i was
0: a, i was here for the sound effects
1: but i went with but i really like it a smoking gun because i thought it was appropriate for for my
0: tell me why tell me why <laughs> tell me what's your story
1: <laughs> oh no do we need to make that a thing now maybe um what do you know about fort wayne not indiana
0: not a ton I actually did look into it as a topic, but never committed. Ah. I, like, peeked at it. I'm like, this would be a good topic, but I'm also like, I don't know enough about it. I'm going to leave this for a minute.
1: Okay. Well, I'm going to do Fort Wayne. So I'm glad you didn't do it because...
0: It was, like, one of those things I was like, this looks so interesting, but I know it's one I'm going to have to deep dive in.
1: Well, I'm not going to lie. The funny thing is I was actually doing research for another thing, Uh and then this came up, but I kind of want to save the other thing for uh, later. Yeah. But... I was kind of interested in this one. I knew there were a little ookie spookies kind of going on in this one, and also mm. it was just something I know very little about.
0: Yeah, same.
1: I've heard its name before, but I didn't really know what it was.
0: Like, I'm glad you specified Fort because I my roommate, my older roommate Rhea, lives in Fort Wayne,
1: Indiana.
0: In Indiana, what did I say?
1: No, Indiana. no, no, you didn't say anything. Oh, Fort Wayne, I'm, Indiana. I'm just clarifying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um when I think of Fort Wayne, Indiana, I took a German class in college uh-huh. and there was this character and like you know how they do like the cartoon things when you're learning a language. Yeah. And there was this character Anna from Fort Wayne, Indiana. And so like "Ich <laughs> komme aus Fort Wayne, Indiana." would be like played over and over again in this class. So every time I hear Fort Wayne, Indiana, I just hear this Anna. <laughs>
0: From Fort Wayne. Yes,
1: exactly. Like, like come out. come out. Fort Wayne, Indiana. Like it was like one of those things. I like she'd have the accent when... and then like drop it immediately.
0: Like speaking of everybody, Ria, she's from Bolivia, mm-hmm. so she speaks very good Spanish.
1: Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. And I would love hearing be like ja da da da, 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 da. Called her ja da 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 like where she couldn't translate.
1: Yeah.
0: And I say ja da, da da like not. I'm not trying to be insensitive to Spanish you language because I do speak Spanish, but like. We always make fun of her for her, 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 her ja ja jas because uh, when she texts instead of ha-ha, like H-A-A-J, yeah, she types ja-ja-ja-ja, J-A-J-A-J-A-J. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And
0: it always makes me giggle.
1: I love that, though.
0: Right. But when, <laughs> I, when you say Fort Wayne, I have like a quick moment of like, ugh, because like, I like, I mean, Fort Wayne's fine, but like, one of the times I was there, we went to this gay bar, I can't remember what it's called, I think it's like something like Egyptian or Mesopotamia, some kind of like big like i don't think it was labyrinth but it was something Something like along the lines of that but they were serving well vodka like crystal fucking you know the story you told
1: me this story that's why this is sounding familiar i was like that bar sounds familiar but now it's a
0: great bar i love going there but Mm -hmm. i need to watch myself because the first time i went there i was drinking vodka sodas and the cute bartender was making them strong and then like he
1: thought you were cute too
0: and it worked out well for him because, like, at the end of the night, I cashed out, made out with him over the bar, and then left, and then puked.
1: <laughs> oh, it's nice that you made out with him before you puked, though.
0: Yeah. And so now i go to that bar, I'm like, is he here? Does he remember me as the drunk guy who made out with him over the bar? Doesn't matter.
1: <laughs> I think it's okay, though, because it's Fort Wayne. At least it's not, like, the city you live in. You know what I mean? Right, like, but now better. the story's
0: going to be out there. It's true. Alex, garbage monster.
1: (laughs) That's not true at all. But luckily, we're not talking about that Fort Wayne. Thank God. We're talking about the Fort Wayne in Detroit. Which is actually a fort. Yes. Called Fort Wayne. So it is located at 6053 West Jefferson.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Little history on it. It was built in 1845 and in
0: 1863 got a makeover. Makeover.
1: Um, it's located in the Delray neighborhood by Livernoy Avenue on the Detroit River. It was made originally of 1,840 limestone barracks. More were added later, though. So, just outside of the original fort, still sits the original uh, barracks, officers' quarters, hospital, shops, recreation building, commissary, guardhouse, garage, and stables. So, again, mm. this is like a whole compound of things. Yeah. Like, as a good fort is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It sits on 96 acres, and since the 70s, 83 acres have been operated by the city of Detroit. The remaining 13 acres are separated by the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers um, as a boatyard.
0: 1958,
1: it was designated a Michigan State Historic Site and listed on the National Register of Historic Places in 1971. The architect, um, well, it said architect, but the guy who originally... Uh, built it was uh general montgomery c Miggs. uh i'm not gonna lie i was looking at more information about him but there was a lot and it wasn't necessarily relevant to this so i kind (laughs) of stopped
0: another dead white guy we don't need to know
1: well and there was already enough information about the fort itself um so it is the it's detroit's third largest fort or third fort not third largest third fort Okay. Um, the first one was called Fort Detroit. It was built by the French in 1701, shortly after Cadillac. Yes,
0: yeah. I'm sorry. Fort Detroit. Uh,
1: Fort Detroit by Cadillac. Uh, <laughs> it was after he
0: landed. <laughs> yes.
1: Don't let me do fake accents anymore. No. Uh,
0: do your fake accents. No.
1: <laughs> a second was constructed a couple of years later, and the French manned them until 1796 when the U.S. took control and named it Fort Shelby.
0: Ugh. I was going to be Shelby if I was a girl. My parents remind me that this every once in really? a while. Yeah. I
1: was a guy, I was going to be named Zachariah. Ugh. Hippies. Am I right? Yeah. Like uh, I was <laughs> Jessica
0: Zachariah. I know,
1: right? Well, my parents thought they were being very original with Jessica, which I am an old Jessica. Like
0: You in, started the trend.
1: I'm I'm one of the OGs. Yeah. But, you know. Then everybody else. If
0: I had it. to pick an OG Jessica, though it'd be Jessica Walter.
1: Oh, that's fair. I mean, like she's a ring of
0: She is. I'm gonna pretend that's who you're named after though.
1: Because I mean, you're there's both legends like it's both
0: legend icon stars.
1: More OG Jessica's than me, but they thought it was unique. Yeah. And then it wasn't. Um n- no shade to you, mom. I think my mom listens, so no shade to my mom. Oh, your mom
0: definitely listens. I see her come up in the likes and comments every once in a while. <laughs>
1: No, my mom's super adorable and super supportive. Thank you to my both my parents for their support throughout my life and giving me life. That yes. Thing.
0: Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> Bless up, Cooper family.
1: For sure. Yes. Actually, no, my mom was telling me she listens sometimes and she was like, and it's so funny because I want to talk to you about the things you say.
0: In real time. And they're like, yes. oh, it's a recording. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's a beauty of podcasts. Anyway, back to Fort Wayne. Yes. After the War of eighteen twelve, you know that war. Oh yeah. Uh, the the other ones fell into disrepair and were demolished in eighteen twenty six by the city.
0: Sounds about right. Yeah.
1: So the land where Fort Wayne sits was originally high sand mounts, which is weird to think that there was like sand around here. It doesn't seem. Because it's such a
0: tropical locale. <laughs>
1: But there were freshwater springs and marshy waterfront. See, marshy waterfront, that makes sense to me, but Sandy just Marshy,
0: marshy, (laughs) marshy.
1: Exactly. But this is where the Spring area acquired its name from Mm because there were a lot of springs. Yeah. Around 1000 AD, about 19 Native American burial mounds were present in the area. So, I mean, like, a lot of tribes would go to water and things like that, so it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. The fort was built atop these burial mounds, though. Always a good plan. Yes. Oh, people are buried there. Let's build something. Yeah. So in the early... (laughs) Oh, you looked like you had something else to say about that.
0: I mean, I was going to mention the Oregon Trail because there's an option when someone dies to like give a proper burial or just keep going.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: As you choose to keep going, bad things happen.
1: Oh, because you're cursed. Yeah. Yeah. In the early 20th century, the only remaining mound was excavated by U of M archaeologists, and they found remains that were over 900 years old and also uncovered a unique pottery and started to call it Wayneware based on being found in that area. When Cadillac created the original fort, Fort des Trois, oh no, I did it again, <laughs> he made an agreement with the local Potawatomi people to, uh, you know, tribe to yeah. set up a small village area for trades, which was thriving by 1710. So this is like real old school. Yeah. The first shots of the War of 1812, though, were fired where the future Fort Wayne would sit. So... Not there yet. This is happening, though. It's only about a half mile to Canada's shore at this exact space. So this is the place where basically Canada's shore is closest to detroit shore yeah so it was a very popular spot for men from the other side coming over from canada to land in detroit mm-hmm. this brought uh british general isaac brock over and he marched with his troops into detroit since this looked like a losing battle william hull which was a uh, general surrendered fort shelby to the british at this point in time so that's why this fort doesn't oh, go anymore uh the british later abandoned it and american troops recouped it basically Mm -hmm. in 1815 at the future fort wayne spot american government and local native american leaders met and signed the treaty of spring wells which put an official end to the war so by 1841 so this land was kind of chilling there the fort had been fort shelby had been abandoned congress gathered funds to build a chain of forts from the east coast to the minnesota territory which included detroit Mm -hmm. so after this army lieutenant montgomery c Meigs, that guy i mentioned earlier was sent to detroit he bought riverfront park uh, farm property near detroit in the Springwells township area okay. where the river was again closest to canada and construction began in 1842 with him in charge the original structure was made of cedar reveted earthen walls so i'm pretty sure that means mud yeah and was uh completed in 1851 cost about 150 thousand dollars. oh wow um so that's a lot for back then i didn't look up the yeah yeah but that's like a lot for 1851. That's like Um, a billion dollars. Sure. Yeah. That sounds right. I mean, it's at least a million.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah.
1: The army chose to name the fort after revolutionary war hero, General Mad, quote unquote, Anthony Wayne, Mm -hmm. uh, who had taken Detroit from the British in 1796. Good for him. Yeah. Apparently he was badass or something.
0: He was mad. Mad. It's Mad bro.
1: It just makes me think of that guy from Harry Potter. <laughs> I know very little about, or remember very My little. Mad Yes, that guy. The original design was a bastioned rectangle. That's totally a word I use all the time, bastioned rectangle. Mm-hmm. Uh, that included vaulted brick tunnels with artillery ports. So Ooh. they have, the artillery ports are very interesting because they had the places for them. Mm-hmm. We'll find out if they actually use them. Artillery emplacements were made atop the walls and designed for 10 uh inch cannons that were to be mounted to fire over the poppet Mm -hmm. or parapet that's a different word but there's nothing that indicates that they were ever put in so they made the spaces for these cannons but never actually installed them there is a dry moat around the fort and a demoline facing the river and i wrote this in my notes which i couldn't quite figure out but was basically another roadblock thingy okay so they had a couple roadblock thingies essentially around this fort but again at this point they there was not immediate danger they were kind of building it for like preemptively. Yes. So in 18 because it was part of that series of forts being built. Yeah. In 1863 the walls were reconstructed to replace the original cedar with brick and concrete, a little stronger than mud. <laughs> <laughs> if if you didn't know. Yeah. Uh the entrance ways were also changed at this point didn't really say how it just said that they were changed in 1893 no no 1938 an arched entrance was created through the forts walls to allow vehicles in because vehicles didn't exist before that so later these are removed to fit larger trucks and throughout the years troop barracks washrooms kitchens were added as additional buildings uh such as officers housing but a lot of this has also been destroyed since then Mm. So they kind of expanded, contracted, expanded, contracted throughout the years based on need. Yeah. A row of Victorian officer homes were built in the 1880s. Ooh. In
0: 1937,
1: though, these were refurbished by WPA workers, which I'm always fascinated by WPA projects in general.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Have you ever visited any WPA sites? It's always kind of cool. I haven't. There's a few in Arizona that I WPA used stands for? Workers.
0: It's like the FDR thing, right? Yes, it's
1: the FDR thing. It's like workers, but it was basically government funding to.
0: Just do stuff to get the To do on. stuff
1: and to like add archite- art and architecture, but give people work. Like give people work that also added to aesthetics, like the aesthetics. Like I mean it would that. give like farmers work. It, like it
0: just. It was a good thing.
1: Yeah, it was a good thing. There's some WPA stuff at MSU actually, but I forget what it is but i remember there was but mm-hmm. arizona there was a lot of stuff that i've seen and it's always really cool yeah not a wpa podcast though so not an expert <laughs> about that uh but in the 80s there was one of these houses was restored these victorian houses yeah. that were built to show what it would have originally looked like in 1890 a guard house built in 1889 was also restored 1890 a brick hospital was built and in 1898 it received additions so there was a lot of building going on in the late 1800s around that. Yeah. 1905, a new guardhouse was constructed, and that is actually still functional today. Mm-hmm. Around this time, four additional barracks were built. Um, a service club, in addition to a service club headquarters and post office. So again, expanding a little bit. Yeah. 1929, the housing for senior NCOs was opened. So people could actually live on site. By 1939, more houses were built facing Jefferson Avenue. So trying to kind of repopulate it. Okay. By the time the fort was built, it, it was no longer needed because the differences with the British had already pretty much been resolved by the time this whole thing was yeah. done. So it remained unused for a decade uh, after finishing its construction. And the only inhabitant was a single watchman. <laughs> so just one dude living on all that to make sure no, no uh, crap went down.
0: Shenanigans.
1: Yes, shenanigans. Uh, there's evidence that it also says it may have been the final stop on the Underground Railroad since it was Ooh. so close to Canada. Yeah. Um, it's not, you know, there's evidence, so it's not for sure, but it seems like a likely candidate. I can see that. Yeah. Especially while it was dormant because it wasn't really, there wasn't a lot going on.
0: Right. So, you know, yeah. Yeah.
1: And the Irish farmer who lived next door and owned the farmland next door operated a small ferry over into Canada. So it was the only ferry of its kind to do that near that part of the river yeah so again very very likely to have been helping the underground railroad which is pretty sweet yeah 1861 the civil war made the fort relevant again the british sympathized with the confederacy which made it an attack point Mm -hmm. this led to the strengthening of the walls uh which i mentioned earlier and during the civil war became a center and place for veterans to recover from their wounds so it kind of Mm -hmm. became like a hospital as well Uh, During the Spanish-American War, troops from the fort were deployed to Cuba and the Philippines, and the fort itself housed uh, the first telephone exchange in southwest Detroit. So it was a, a communication point. During the Red Scare after the World Wars, it was a temporary detention center for accused communists who were awaiting trial. And in the 1921, it was the world's first motorized. Uh, oh, this part's really funny to me, actually. 1921, the world's first motorized ride on lawnmower mower was created in Lansing and was used at Fort Wayne for oh promotional gosh. purposes.
0: Look at all this lawn it can mow.
1: <laughs> you can ride on it.
0: <laughs> oh, I love that. Uh,
1: during the Great Depression, it was open to homeless families and housed the Civilian Conservation Corps. So they opened it up to people who needed it which was really cool
0: yeah what is it now <laughs>
1: right during World War one the fort started to acquire the house uh, motor vehicles and spare parts for the military so it also became kind of a, pl- a storage place okay. and it reached its peak by World War two when it became motor supply Depot and was the largest of its kind in the world mm. I mean it makes sense motor city yeah uh, every tank truck jeep tire spare part was sent that was sent to World War two came through Fort Wayne
0: that's super cool, yeah,
1: it served as a home for Italian prisoners of war that were captured in North Africa, who were then employed as servants, such as cooks and janitors at the fort. When Italy surrendered, the prisoners of war were given the opportunity to go back to Italy, but many chose to stay.
0: I wonder if this' why we has such a large Italian population.
1: I mean, it would make sense, yeah, yeah. Um, after World War II, the fort was planned to be closed, but by 1940, it was turned over to the city of Detroit Historical Commissions to become a military museum. During the Cold War, however, anti-aircraft guns were installed and later upgraded to missiles. It be- yeah. It became an entrance for the armed services and swore in thousands of enlistees and draftees for both the Korean and Vietnam War. Okay. After the 1967 riots, it provided housing for displaced families until 1971. Also, again, pretty cool. Yeah. The property was then given over to the city, which had acquired most of it by 1976 anyway. Between 1949 and 2006, it was operated as a museum by the Detroit Historical Museum. Since 2006, the Detroit Recreation Department, with assistance from Historic Fort Wayne Coalition and Friends of Fort Wayne, the Detroit Historical Society, have ran it, so Uh, giving tours and such. hmm. They host reenactments, flea markets, concerts, youth soccer leagues, Boy Scout events, civic events, all sorts of things things. They even rented out for special events or reunions. The Tuskegee Airmen National Historical Museum was set up on the grounds since the original burial mounds still exist on the property. Mm -hmm. And the National Park Service may include it someday. I guess there's been talks about that, but I don't think it's gone through. Now
0: Do you think there's any ookie spookies? Oh, there's tons of ookie spookies. There's definitely some.
1: There are tours offered around this time every year. Unfortunately, they are all filled up at this point. Damn it. Because there's just a finite number of them. They're only like, you know, they're only offered a couple times a year. Yeah. But the Metro Paranormal Investigations investigated it in 2009 and now hosts public ghost hunts to help fund restoration of the fort itself. Mm -hmm. The following has been observed there. Bodiless footsteps disembodied voices shadow figures doors that open and close on their own early morning apparitions i'm assuming during the witching hour conversations mostly most likely residual conversations yeah. so do, do, do you know about like residual energy versus like non-residual energy
0: A little bit, but go into it. So, like,
1: in the, like, whole, like, paranormal kind of era or area, there's this whole idea that, like, there's there's different trains of thought. So, some people think it's, like, residual energy. So, it's, like, moments that were kind of captured from the past that we're just getting, like, so it's a conversation that would have happened 200 years ago. Mm -hmm. And we're overhearing that because the energy is kind of caught. Interesting. Whereas then there's also, like, ghosts being cognizant of the fact that they're ghosts and that we're... Here, you know what I mean. Like, it's yeah. actually trying to communicate, but there's like in a residual energy. Sounds like they're not trying to communicate. It's just that that like it's almost like on loop,
0: mm-hmm. like that
1: energy from that specific moment's on loop. Yeah, if that makes sense. So, um, there's been conversations that are most likely residual energy in the visitor bathrooms, particularly the ladies' room.
0: Always the ladies' room. It's always
1: the ladies' room. Bathrooms in general, though, there is something about like water or something being like some sort of like conduit.
0: You think maybe it's because people are. Like vulnerable there, because like you are like kind of naked. You're like doing something very human and like kind of like timeless. If you would. like, yeah. it's weird to say, but like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, people go to the bathroom since the dawn of time. Yeah. So,
1: oh, for sure, it's a very
0: just like primal and like vulnerable thing. For sure,
1: there's also been missing objects. There's been footsteps heard, EVPs, electronic voice phenomena. Ooh. Yeah, people have taken photos and seen things. People have been touched in a, a pro, well, I guess it's, maybe it's not appropriate, but you know. They've been
0: touched by ghosts. Yeah.
1: yeah. Time slips, which that I'm not as familiar with, but I think that's like this sense of like not feeling like you're You almost like stepped
0: into a different time period for a minute. I I think that's what
1: a time slip is, but like I'm not as familiar with that term and I couldn't find a lot of uh, things to back up that term in this particular. Um, And just weird feelings in general. So I did watch some videos and some stories about people going in there. This is Wayne's story. So Wayne, Wayne and Joe. So mm-hmm. these are people, I believe, part of that uh, paranormal investigation team. Yeah. Um, Wayne's story, and this is kind of a, a quote, a little after 4 a.m. at the main barracks inside of the Star Fort, two people got a re- received a radio call stating that all guests had left and they were to lock down the premises. One person started their way through the building and was about to lock the last door closest to the restroom, and in the entrance of the Sally Port, which is a tunnel-like structure, they saw a ball of light. Their counterpart, the other person closing things down, was in another area of the building, but also saw that same light. The other person ran to the Sally port and didn't see anyone. Then they heard an unknown voice say, Wayne. And they both heard it.
0: Weird.
1: So nobody was there. Then in a couple YouTube videos I watched, uh, one guy was sleeping because he was like there all night and Mm -hmm. whatever. And he got woken up to a loud banging on pipes. Just like bang, 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 bang. And eventually he kind of started to hear some voices, too, that you can kind of hear in the video. But it's, again, hard to say what everything is coming from. There's also the Haunt Investigators of Michigan. There was a woman uh, in that video talking about lockers opening and closing because there's like worker employee lockers now. And then a bang was heard when she's talking about it in the video. Like you heard one like slam. You didn't see it, but you heard it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then they went into a gym, and other people had observed, like, light flashes in that room Mm -hmm. that they couldn't explain. Somebody else felt something touch them. Others entered the space first and also heard another bang, like the lockers, but... Not the first set of people. This is like a different set of people also heard banging of lockers, like in a unrelated way, but also related. Yeah. In the jailhouse, because there's a jailhouse on site, there was an EVP in the drunk tank. So someone was reported to have died there, unfortunately. And the EVP says, I'm in here.
0: So Weird.
1: I'm in here. Like, a creepy.
0: That's really spooky. Um,
1: in the main barracks, there is an X-cam, so just, you know, a camera set up. And there's this thing called... Um, I forget what it is, but it basically, like, tracks, like, where there's figures. So, like, if there's a figure, they look like a stick figure on it. Mm -hmm. And there was this really cool video where a stick figure anomaly. So there was not a human there. Like, on the humans, you can see their stick figures. But there was a stick figure dancing on one of their heads. (gasps) Yeah, it was so creepy, weird. I don't understand how any of this works. And I don't, you know, I take everything with a grain of salt. But it was so cool. And they were just kind of, like, almost doing, like, a little jig and then when they asked it to step left, it stepped left. Weird. Yes. And then back in the gym, women heard men's voices and footsteps. Um, and then kind of a, in a mess hall, they were talking about getting like cold feelings and stuff like that. Yeah. A couple more EVPs. You know, there was one where a guy was talking and said, uh, going through stuff and said, is that your name? And on the EVP you hear, no. Do you know what year it is? Also heard. Weird. Um, another woman after a tour one time was talking about seeing a soldier, and other guests had also seen the same soldier in different areas. There was a skeptical guy on one of these videos, and he recorded a voice, and he didn't hear it at all when he was like there, but he was like, lis- it was like on his phone, and he yeah. listened to it later, and he heard. And I, this one I listened to because this was on the news. Actually, there was like a little news story on this place, and it said, "Leave me
0: alone." Weird. And it was so creepy. Uh-
1: so, yeah, so there was creepy stuff there. Historical reenactors have been chased out of the jail. There's been lights going on and off. There's been shadow figures, all that kind of stuff.
0: Interesting. It sounds like just like an area of just like a ton of ooky spookies. I really want to go tour it. I know they do tours. and I know we missed these ones, but mm-hmm. like... Next year. Next year, we'll have to like go... And I mean, if they
1: want to invite us or give us a special tour...
0: That would be great. Just saying. If anyone knows <laughs> You we're adding to the list if anyone knows anyone who works at Fort Wayne, kisses Judas, or knows, knows where Jimmy, Jimmy Hoffa is. <laughs> yes, those are our three asks right uh-huh. now. Please,
1: please. We don't think they're that bad. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so that's Fort Wayne.
0: That's really cool.
1: Yeah, a lot of history, but it was like pretty interesting to go into it. Yeah, the videos were a lot of fun. Some of you know, it was. I, I want to go on that tour.
0: So. Same, like I like. I really want to go check this place out, especially because like I did like peek at it when I was like trying to find topics, and mm-hmm. I just like didn't go too deep into it. So this was like it was nice not to do the research myself, kind of like have you present it to me.
1: Yeah, and then my
0: pleasure. Now I just really want to see it now.
1: Yes. Yeah. yeah.
0: So we'll have to make that happen sometime.
1: I 100% agree.
0: Yeah, that was great. Yay! Are you ready for Two Truths and a Lie?
1: I am. I'm so ready. Bring it on.
0: So, as I mentioned, it is spooky season right now. Yes. And so my Two Truths and I Lie has to do with some origins of spooky season things. Yes!
1: I'm here. I'm here for this more than anything.
0: Okay, so here are my Halloween traditions, Two Truths in a Lie. Yes. Number one, the tradition of dressing up comes from the Celts as they thought it would help them escape the notice of real spirits during Samhain.
1: Okay, that's which one. Which Samhain
0: was like this ancient festival a lot of Halloween things come from. I've
1: actually heard of it.
0: Yes. Yes. So the dressing up comes from that. Okay. Two, the Bon and Bonfire comes from a Roman tradition of burning the belongings of the dead to cleanse their spirit. Okay. So, like, Bond, kind of like, you know. Mm. And then um, number three is jack-o'-lanterns come from the Irish legend of Stingy Jack, who is said to be trapped as an ember inside a turnip by the devil.
1: I think two is the lie.
0: Damn, you're right.
1: I know my spooky shit. I know. Oh, see, here's the thing. I knew number one was true for sure, because I'm familiar with, I've, yeah. I've read about that. And number three, I told you the pumpkin stuff about turnips the other.
0: Yes. And so
1: I, I that We're one I wasn't to. sure on, but I was like, I, that sounds.
0: That's an interesting legend. We'll maybe go into a special Halloween episode. Yes, of let's do it. Um, but you're right. The lie was the bonfire. It actually comes from bones, like Oh so there during we go. Samhain, a Celtic the Celtic festival, mm-hmm. priests would light large fires to represent the sun returning after a hard winter. Love and it. they would throw bones of cattle into the flames, creating a bone fire, which got short of oh, bonfire. Yeah. So gross. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I love it. So when we have a nice cozy bonfire, just remember it's a bonfire.
1: Fantastic. Yeah. Oh, that was a good one. Yeah. Let's keep let's keep the spook.
0: Oh, lot, I already have my next one done. Oh, for, good! It's Go more ahead. Halloween stuff. A
1: spooky. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, that, that was good. That was fun. Yeah. I loved it. We learned yeah. a little.
0: Starting spooky season off yeah. right, people.
1: Really quickly, though, too, I also want to mention, because we got a comment yes. from a listener. Sam C., I'm not going to say full names because I feel like... Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. Sam C. is fine.
1: But educated us, and like, I'm so happy to get this comment. Yes. We were talking about the setbacks on the um, the book.
0: Yeah, it was code. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So in most, she says, setbacks in most skyscrapers are so it doesn't cast a shadow on the street and obstruct the sun rays. Each setback is at the Ray's trajectory to avoid any blockage of light.
0: That makes so much sense. Yeah.
1: So thank you, Sam, for that. Thank you. I love that we asked a question and we got a response. That's amazing.
0: Yes. Thank you so much. if you want to leave comments, questions, or concerns on any of our social medias, maybe go to shout out one of our episodes. But speaking of our social medias, if you want to follow us on any of them, uh, we're at Facebook Detroit Strange, mm-hmm. then Twitter and Instagram at Detroit Strange.
1: Mm-hmm. Or you could email us at DetroitStrange at gmail dot com.
0: So any of these options are available mm-hmm. to you.
1: Also, please rate, subscribe, review all that thing on.
0: Yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll start reading reviews. Things. Who knows? Yeah.
1: Oh, that would be fun.
0: Yeah. Until, Until next then, time.
1: Yeah. Oh no, we did at the same time. Do we do it at the same time now? Yeah. Okay. Stay,
0: Stay strange, strange, Detroit.
1: Detroit. This has been a production of Planet Ant Podcast, powered by Pinecast. Our theme song was created by sex and violence.